Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Pop up at a rock spot, and on my way go. We in Bitten Airwaves. Cool! Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome to another Friday night edition of Cool Radio. It is your man DM Cool. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. That we're live on the airways right now, and as I alluded to before we went to commercial break, it is time for the year-end special, otherwise known as the Yes episode. So, with that being said, it's time to drop it. And as we do each and every year during this time, we have to break down the top five when it comes to artists, singles, albums, and of course. The Wanksters. And each and every year, I have an esteemed uh, guest of panelists who will be breaking down the top five in all those categories. But this one is kind of special because it marks the first time that I will be doing it over here at Maximum FM in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So uh, big shout out to my man, Chris Got Rocks, you know, for the opportunity. And of course, I have my panelists in studio right now. To my left, I have someone who is a friend of the show, a longtime supporter of the show. Uh, this guy is a recording artist, and he also has his own label and has hosted many events within the city that are correlated to bringing up, uh, up other up-and-coming artists within the city as well. He goes by the name of Goliath Pa. Whoa, what's poppin', world, what's poppin', DM, thanks for having me again, man, every year we do this thing, it's, it's amazing, it's fun, I love it. Of course, we gotta do it big, man, it's gotta, it's gotta get uh, very crazy in here. And, panelists to my right, this one has been here from the beginning, this guy started off Cool Radio alongside with me back at CFRE, and since then he's been doing his own thing, right now he is uh, script writing, and he's uh, working on his own project as well that will be going out to the masses in the next few years or so, but he is slowly but steadily building upon that, and just creating his own content in the meantime as well. He goes by the name of Jay Kareem. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. I feel like, you know, you feel like you're back home? Of course. Of I feel course. like I'm back home. You're back in the flock. I feel like I'm, I feel good, you know? I just get a good feeling. Absolutely. Feel good, man. As you should. There as you, you should. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you all the skinny on what's going to happen on tonight. Uh, minus the song that we play today, or just now, rather, there will be no commercial breaks. There will be no song interruptions it's going to go it's going to go straight through we're going to break down these topics it's going to be very open to conversation if you guys want to join in on the conversation feel free to do so on the cool radio uh twitter page which is cool underscore radio i guarantee it's going to be a lot of fun so with that being said let's get to it um before we get to it actually uh i wanted to ask you guys in particular um, aside from the music, um, what are some highlights that you notice within hip hop culture this year? Just from your own personal glance, oh, like besides like the dresses and shit, you know that's been going on for a while. Like, yeah. shit, I noticed this year. I don't know, man. A lot more mumble rappers being loved this year. Like, yeah. just love. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Designer with that Tommy Turner, that that song had me. But okay. there's a lot more of the mumble rappers getting actual real love. Yeah. Um. Like, other trends just going on. I don't know. Like, 
Give me a second. Give me a yeah, second yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Watch one at least. That's Give me a second for sure. Uh, Glass, what do you say? Uh, trends. Hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know what though? What? It was. Uh, I think we're we're coming to. We're, we're those guys now, right? We're we're, we're the older. We're guys starting to yeah. judge uh, now. Yeah. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's, that's this nigga wearing a dress, and you're like, like, what the fuck? Low A and Ti, they're considered veterans now, but we grew yeah. up on them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like these young cats are coming up. That's definitely a trend. It's a new trend, new sound. You exactly. know, new beats. Mm. Yeah, what I've noticed this year is that you know, hip hop is always at the forefront of pop culture, but I felt like hip hop was more so at the forefront than ever before, in my opinion. Uh, particularly when it comes to its uh, movies and television shows. So, like, when you notice yeah, a show... Yeah, ATL. Yeah, yeah. Like, you notice a show like ATL Empire. or Empire, Luke Cage especially. Yep. Like, there's so many influences. Um, The Get Down, which Nas produced as well. Yep. So, I just love the fact that hip-hop was taking... was. Uh, Taking its presence on other forms besides the pop was very political too, man. Exactly. So mm. those are some of the highlights that I found that were very important within hip hop's growth and its, and its influence on pop culture as a whole. Uh, but with that being said, let's get down to the nitty gritty now, man. It's, it's time to judge these songs, <sighs> these artists, these albums, and everything. So with that being said, it's time to get to the first category, gentlemen. So it's time for the top five singles. So here's how this is going to go down. I'm going to give. We're all going to give our, our top five singles, and then we're all going to give reasons as to why we put them in our top five. Now, for the most part, it's going to be hip-hop, but I understand that all of you guys have a little bit of a different flavors here and there, so it could be pop, it could be whatever you want it to be. Uh, it's just our, our own general different uh, top five and what have you. So with that being said, I'm going to start off with mine. <clears throat> so coming at number five for top singles of the year, top five singles of the year, uh, I got J. Cole, F False Prophets. Uh, number four, I got Nas with Nas album done. Uh, number three, I got Kanye West with Famous. Uh, number two, I got Drake with One Dance. And then number one, I got Beyonce with Formation. Now, main reason why I gave them each of those in the top five categories is because J. Cole, he started a conversation about Kanye West that many people, I guess, within the industry or even fans in general were afraid to have. They were in denial for the most part as far as Kanye's lunacy is concerned. And he put it all out in the open. He didn't even have to mention the name. We all knew who who he was talking about. Um, number four, with Nas' album done, it was the first time we've heard Nas in like at least a couple of years from now. I mean, we didn't even we rarely heard him in on any features or anything like that. And the fact that he came out with a hot song with a hot beat behind it, which has been his main criticism for so long, it was refreshing to hear on a DJ Khaled album that typically has like trendy bangers on it and stuff like that. Number three, Kanye West famous. Say what you want about Kanye, like we just did. It was actually a dope single, but it got a lot of people talking as well with at least within the first quarter of the year. Drake one dance took over the summer basically. And then Beyonce formation that took over the entire year, in my opinion, That's from true. the Super Bowl, Facts. and it created a dialogue all throughout the entire year, and it just let you know people know that Beyonce does have some depth to her, whether or not she wrote the song. I mean, that's irrelevant, but the fact that she was able to step away from her comfort zone and got political on the track to risk losing a ton of her core fans, but she still did it anyway because she probably knew at that point that she was already cemented anyway. So those are my reasons for top fives. Uh, Jay. Well, what's your top five? Man, top five singles. You know, for once, I switched it up this year, man. Usually, I go with, like, my personal, but now I'm just like, let me go with the songs that had a movement. Okay. So, my first one, uh, man, Rihanna and Drake with the work. 
I don't care what no one says, man. That was a big song in Toronto. You know, I actually was... forgot about that song. Yeah, man. That was a <laughs> big song in Toronto. It was filmed right, right at, like, right The here. Real Jerk. Like, yeah. that was huge. Like, people in Toronto that I personally knew were in the music video that I yeah. grew up with, so it was huge. Like The funny thing is, um, they did the auditions in this in the same studio, actually. Not in the Max FM studio, yeah. but down the hallway. Oh, the same building? There's, yeah, there's something called Milestones. Um, yeah. So they did the auditions over there. So. Yeah, man, that was, that was huge. Yeah. That was huge. Uh, J. Cole False Prophets, of course, man. Like, he said things about Kanye and Wally that I'd always been saying. Yeah. So I'm not mad at that. I'm I'm actually respected. I actually respect J. Cole for coming up and saying that shit. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to hate myself for doing this, man. But Designer Panda. I'm not going to lie, dog. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I heard that track every single day of my life. No, you're right. To the point where I started liking it. Like, yeah. you're right. I can't lie. That was a big Fair track. enough. Fair enough. Uh, Kanye West famous, of course. You know, he's getting at Taylor Swift. If I fucked her, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. typical Kanye. I'm just going to troll the shit. Like, yeah. I, I understand him and Taylor have his had their beef, and Taylor's kind of salty for doing what she did, but it's like, you know, nobody cares anymore, exactly. bro. Like, it's whack. Exactly. Uh, Beyonce, I'm giving it for two. Okay, okay. I agree. Beyonce's never been a personal artist. Yeah. I've always tried to understand why people love Beyonce so much. She's never been that personal. Mm. But Beyonce with the famous track... With the formation track, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was huge. Yeah. Like, her coming out Super Bowl, made her political statement, having all the little Black Panther girls that are huge. Yeah. And then when she came out with the Jay-Z track, I was like, okay. okay. Wait, wait, which Jay track was that? The one where she's basically talking about, uh, basically, if you do this, you can you can turn to left with your Becky. Oh, uh, was that the, the title track, Lemonade? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. That track yeah, yeah. alone, I was just like, yeah. both of them blew up. Yeah. Every girl I knew had that track or something talking about it all over their Facebook, so both of those. But you know that created like a lot, a lot of white girl hate amongst black women, oh, though, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. That created a lot of black girl hate amongst niggas, too. Exactly. Uh, Paul, what's your, what's your list, man? Okay, my top five singles? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sorry for this one because mm. he done made a comeback. I got to give it to Justin Bieber for sorry, man. That guy's all over the radio and that kind of launched him. I got Bieber on my list too the for something else. You know? I forgot Bieber even came out with something this year. I'll yeah, be dead no, honest he, about that. It's the best <laughs> album he ever came man. out with. Yeah. The best. And it's marketed towards like an older audience. Okay. You know? No more teeny bopper. Fair enough. Uh, formation Beyonce, obviously, because yeah. of what it stood for, especially mm. during the time of the whole election and all this Black Lives Matter and... The police shooting us. Yep. Um, so that was big, the whole Facts. Super Bowl thing. Work, because, you know, we're here in Toronto, even in Canada, man. Even in the States, they love Drake. They yeah. love Rihanna. So that th- that song gets played every day, every minute, every station. That was a huge one. Starboy, The Weeknd. Yep. Mm. I say that because um, this is a new... This is a new thing for the weekend. He's he went all the way pop now, right? Yeah. So let's see where he goes with that. This is... It's a big single. And then I got Work From Home, which is... Um, Fifth Harmony, and I know y'all y'all scratching your heads, but on YouTube that's the most watched video. Okay. So something's got to be said to that because they just dropped that one there. So okay, that's a big track. All right, fair yeah, enough. I see that. I Let, see that. Let's talk about the weekend for a second, actually, because um, I'm a I consider myself a new weekend listener because I've never listened to any of his albums up until now, basically. So a lot of people keep or, or keep keep telling me that this album is completely different from anything that he's ever done before. Coming from people who have possibly listened to Weekend albums or even skimmed through at the very least, what is your take on that? Like, okay, I'm not going to say I'm a Weekend fan, but it's like I've listened to all the commercial Weekend tracks. The the album before this, I was put onto The Weekend. Okay. That's when I really took in The Weekend. And like, I like the whole Starboy movement, man. Like, you see it in the video. He cuts off his dreads. 
He slashes all the Grammys, and he's basically saying he's done with this, yeah. and he's going to do what he wants to do. Yeah. He's going to go all the way pop. He cut the hair off, noted the gimmicks, and like he got Daft Punk. Daft Punk brought out that 90s feel, mm-hmm. or that 90s feel dance music. And it was just like, if this is what The Weeknd really wants to do, then like you got to support the man, right? Even if yeah. you like his old shit. Like, the Weeknd's always been deep to me. Like, yeah, a lot of people say The Weeknd's depressed, but and most of his songs are about doing lines and fucking bitches. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. But The Weeknd, like... <laughs> Lyrically, the way he explains it is a deepness. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had to have someone sit down and really put me on the last album. So when I hear Starboy now, it's like, I really like it. Okay. I like it. Fair enough, fair enough. Paul, what's your take on that? Yeah, man, the, the last album, actually, that was the first time I ever listened to a Weekend album. Um, the last album was awesome. Uh, the ones before, I didn't ever really listen to them because, you know, it's The Weekend. He's dark, depressing, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not really my kind of music or my kind of R&B. Um, but man, I gotta give it to him because me, I'm a high energy rapper. He's making mm-hmm. high energy music. It reminds me a lot of Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I can't hate mm-hmm. on that. Sometimes I think on some songs he went all the way pop. You know, it was too much. But um, he's experimenting, man, and uh, he's really leading the way for for pop music. He's taking a new direction mm-hmm. for for urban, anyways. So. Yeah, man, I give it to him. Fair enough. Uh, let's go back to J. Cole for a second, because I know me, you and me, Jay, we put him on, on our top five list for singles, basically, yeah. with False Prophets. Um, a lot of people are complaining that he left it off of the album. Do you think it was wise of him to leave it off of the album? I think he should have put, put it on the album, because now that it's off the album, it creates that sentiment where it's like, okay, you did it for the buzz. Even though I know, real J. Cole fans know he did it out like sentiment of his own heart, right? He yeah. really wanted to talk about Kanye. Like, if you listen to his first two mixtapes, his first album, yeah. he loves Kanye, right? So mm-hmm. that was his idol. He really talked about Wale. But I feel like the fact that it's not on the actual album, it looks like he's trolling. Okay, but, but here's... Like, and, and that's that's what I see everyone social media saying. Basically, like, he didn't put it on the album. He used it as that track to kind of, like, create the buzz. I don't think so, but that's what it looks like. But I'd rather him put it on... At least it's a bonus track. It doesn't fit, like... The cohesion of the album, but you could have yeah. put it on as a bonus track. I, I say this. I mean, even if it does look like he's trolling or whatever the case may be, a single is meant to promote an album anyway, right? Exactly. So, so True. I don't think people should get mad or upset at the fact that if he did that for that purpose, because that's what that's what the music industry is all about. You put out the single to promote the album. It's like a movie. You put out the trailer first and then the whole movie after the fact. So just from a business standpoint, I don't think people should be mad at that because even though J. Cole is for the people, he's still got to eat. Like, m- like, music is his bread and butter. So... If putting out a little single is going to create that buzz, which is going to create the numbers, then I can't blame him for doing it, you know? I mean, it sucks as a fan that we don't get to have that, but at the end of the day, there's other resources as far as obtaining that single anyway. No, it's true. Yeah. It's true. You're right. Uh, Goliath Pie, uh, you being the artist, you know, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Um, man, I'm on the same page as you. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be promoting the album, so good for him. Mm-hmm. And you're right, it doesn't fit the actual album, so putting it on there it wouldn't have made much sense because he definitely has a narrative he's trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it had to be done. Someone had to say something. You know, if it, if it didn't come from him, um, a lot of people would jump at whoever would have said it and maybe, you know, put their credibility into question. But coming from J. Cole, you can't really... You know what I'm saying? You can't really come at him like that. Exactly. Know? So, yeah. but he did it in a very sincere way, no yeah. matter how it looks, right? So people actually respect it instead of exactly. feeling like he's actually getting that Kanye. Yeah. yeah, and like this is someone who's been giving back to his fans for so long. I mean, the man had a, a tour called Dollar in a Dream, where it only costs a dollar for you to like go see him perform, exactly. basically. So you know, he's he's well within his rights to kind of do as he pleases as far as having to push his album and what have you. And with the song being about Kanye West, going towards Kanye West now. Uh, with you know a lot of the singles that he's put out, they've created a lot of buzz and what have you. Were they good songs, or did they, or were they just clickbait in, in your guys' opinion? As far as the singles on this latest album, 
Man. Jay, yeah, you, man. you look like you want to load right now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be dead honest, Uh-oh. man. I'm going to get that cool drop ready. Hold on. <laughs> go for it, man. Go for it. <laughs> man, I'm going to be dead honest, man. Like, I'm a Kanye West fan. I'm not a Kanye Kardashian fan. There's a difference. There's a difference. I'm sorry, dog. Like, like, I loved everything up to, I would say, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like, Yeezus and Life of Pablo, it's just like... I just don't care, man. Like I did. Listen, I listened to Jesus once, Life of Pablo once. I don't give a shit no more. Yeah. It's just like, and it's not that the music is shit. Connie's music is never really shit. The beats are always fire. He might not be saying shit, but there's something you could take from it. It's whatever. Yeah. But it's just like, I'm not a fan of Kanye as a whole. Like the contradictions. Yep. Yep. Now, now it's the whole like you know, black people should stop talking about race yeah, and yeah. race no longer a factor. And yeah. now it's behind Donald Trump. And it's just like I look at it and I'm like, okay. I understand you cancel your tour to save money. I'm not an idiot. I get that. But now I'm like, this person you becoming, is this really you? Yeah. Are you playing a gimmick for the fame? Because you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Or are you really crossing over on us and we're just not seeing it, right? Yeah. It's either one of the three. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the Kanye tracks, I just don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> Kanye and Taylor Swift. Man, I-, I cared a long time ago yeah. when the man pulled up on her or whatever at the yeah. award show. It's been years. I don't give a shit. I don't I don't care who was wrong. I don't care who was right. Okay. I don't give a fuck anymore. Okay. I lost the will to give a fuck. Okay. Wow. Damn. <laughs> that was fire. Okay, glad. What's your take on that? Um on Kanye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just far just as far as like the strength of his singles sure. or whatever. Like yeah, are they yeah, are they strong I mean, because they're good songs or are they strong because they create a lot of hype and controversy? Um, you know, with Kanye it's always back and forth. I mean, he makes good music. And then I feel like sometimes his controversy kind of, you know, covers up that fact. Yeah. This album was a lot better than the last one. The first single, I mean, he's still reaching out there mm-hmm. with that kind of dance, really um, overproduced hip hop, mm-hmm. especially on the vocals and stuff. And he has, what's her name, Tiana Taylor dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. They premiered it at the video. <laughs> <laughs> they premiered at the MTV uh, Video Music Awards, so that was big for him, you know. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Everything else, I mean, I think we're all over Kanye at this point. Yeah. If you go to his concert and you get stood up, he leaves halfway through, he yep. doesn't show up, whatever the case is, that's on you. You know what's going to happen. It's like Lauren Hill. If you're going to mm-hmm. be a fan, you're going to be a fan. Yeah, it's, it's so true. Don't facts. get pissed when you get screwed over. So. It's facts, man. And yeah, you know what? I'm kind of the same boat as you guys, man. Like, I've given up on Kanye mainly because it's now a case of the boy who cried wolf, basically. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, he's going through mental depression. I'm like, sure he is, but he's been going through that for the last nine years. Like, I'm not going to use that as a crutch on him anymore because at the end of the day, there has to be some sort of accountability, basically. Yeah, but And there's a lack of an accountability when it comes to Kanye and his craft. I'm not going to completely blame his his downfall and his artistry because of uh, Kim Kardashian. I'm sure that helped, but at the end of the day, like, Kanye's just been falling off since Jesus. And just going back to that Jesus album, I don't like the fact that so many people have been creating excuses for him when it came to the album. People were saying, oh, it's so different it's unique da, 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 da. just because it's different doesn't mean it's good you know what i mean Facts. i feel like people were just kind of creating excuses for them in that regard so going back to life of pablo yeah it was it was better than jesus but as an album on its own it wasn't that great but it's exactly what you just said like like childish gambino and the weekend that's different and good 
Yeah. Kanye mm-hmm. is just different. Everyone just buys it because it's Kanye. Yeah, it's they it's, it's the run on all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, he always yeah, has to be in the news. Exactly. It's like Carmelo Anthony being on the Knicks. People still applaud him for being a great scorer. Yeah. But he's not really doing a whole lot for that team. They just praise him off the strength of his name alone. But exactly. really, he's not really doing a whole lot. Like, there was that meme, and now I feel like it's really true. Kanye could really put out an album with no sounds on it. Exactly. And the motherfucking Kanye fans would be like, you don't like, hear yo, it? Jesus had you no don't hear album it, though? cover. Yeah, no album cover. <laughs> like, people were so going crazy for it. The man could literally sell water to a fish now. He, Yeah, he basically. Like, he was just trolling all of his fans, basically, which is why I choose not to give a damn about him anymore. The one thing I always said to people whenever he would act out and you know be all outlandish and stuff i'd be like you know what say what you want about him he makes great music and then he just came out i can't say <laughs> yo but kind of kind of the point where he's proven that niggas will buy anything like like the clothes look like shit look like fucking homeless of obi-wan course. kenobi everyone's buying it oh the the, the, the albums are shit everyone's doing it the shoes look like shit everyone's no. doing it seven hundred dollars for dog the, the shoes look like someone took a regular nike and draped it out in your mom's little white and yeah. cream cream little little drapes made <laughs> yeah. that shit sew that shit together gave you that shit no it looks like it was knitted out of yarn and they're selling for 700 bucks like i'm not buying a pair of bootleg Nike free runs for seven hundred dollars. I'm sorry, I just can't do it. I won't buy a pair of sneakers over three hundred. And if you ask Kanye fans, yo, they'll justify it. Yeah. Of course they will. Oh my god, it's bad. Then they, then they help him sell, set the record at um, the um, Madison Square Garden. I think for, they did for, for the amount of merchandise being sold. I think wow. they did. Yeah, seven hundred for Pablo. Pablo merchandise, right? Come on, man. Tour T-shirts. Yeah, nah, man. I'm not. I'm not buying into the Kanye brand anymore. I'm. I'm, I'm retired off of that. But anyways, we're gonna move on to our. Top five, uh, let's see here. Let's go to top five. Yeah, let's go to top five albums. Uh, for those of you who are just joining in right now, it is your man DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio, only on MaximumFM.ca. We are doing our year-end special. We're breaking down the top five singles, artists, and albums, and right now we are about to go into our albums category. Now, for me, I switched it up a little bit on, on this one right here. For the last three years that, that we've been doing this, um, I've normally stuck with rap albums, but this year in particular, I felt I felt that I was listening to more than more than more alternative albums than rap albums. So with that being said, I gave myself personally two lists of albums. So one list I created of top five rap albums, and then I did a top five list of alternative albums. So I'll start with my rap albums first. So number five, I had Ti Usrls, which is more of an EP, but nonetheless, I'll slide that in there. Uh, number four, I did Logic with Bobby Tarantino. Uh, number three, I gave to Chance the Rapper with Coloring Book. Number two, Kendrick Lamar with Untitled. And then number one, The Game, 1992. Now, as far as alternative albums are concerned, uh, number five, I gave to Frank Ocean with Blonde. Number four, The Weeknd, Starboy. Uh, number three, Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love. Number two, Drake, Views. And number one, Anderson Pack, Malibu. Uh, Jay, what's your top five? Ooh, top five albums, man. Okay. Again, I try not to do my personal this year. I tried to like really just do what was the top five albums. Man, I'm going to start it off with uh, no order here. Uh, Chance the Rapper, Coloring Book. Oh, no order? This no is order the first order? actual Chance the Rapper album I've took in from start to oh, finish. Hold on, though. You're not going to do an order? You want me to do an order? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, five okay, to okay, one, okay, man. Okay, five okay. to okay. one. That's what the number is. Number, number five, number five, Chance the Rapper, Coloring Book. Okay. I'm gonna leave it there. All right. Uh, number four, I don't give a fuck. Drake views. Okay. Listen, I'm not one of those sound people who hate on Drake. I actually think Drake's doing good for the city, but it's like I wasn't a fan of views, man. Like, 
I know it's supposed to be views from the six. It sounded like stories about things from the six. Like <laughs> it's just the same shit all the time. Yeah, it, it's always shit. like I'm fucking these girls. These girls are breaking my heart. I'm getting this money. I'm shitting on these rappers. It's the same shit. Yeah. It's like I'm not mad at Drake. Like sometimes he gets one song. I'm like, all right, I fuck with the Western Road flows. I fuck with the one with DMX on it. Yeah, yeah. But most of them, I'm just like, I just skip to it, man. Right, I just skip to it. Um, after that, man, I'm not gonna lie. I'm going to put Konnichiwa Skepta on there, man. Oh, okay. Okay. We're going international. This is what we're doing here. Okay. I went through, I went through a little, I went through a little, like, you know, London boy phase with my little tracksuit, and there was a few people, and I heard a Skepta album, and I was like, I actually like it. Top boy. I actually like it. Like, I went through that phase. Like, I started watching Top Boy. I started watching fucking Brotherhood. And the whole, the whole, the whole trilogy of movies, and I was just like, you know what, I kind of like it. So when okay. Kanichiwa came out, I heard it, I liked it. Um, There's a lot of Drake references, but I get why. Yeah, yeah. The but I liked it. I liked it. That's actually the first Skepta project I took in front to back to as well. Okay. Um, ah, we got the bottom three here, man. I'm gonna go. Sorry, the bottom two here. Wouldn't that be the top two technically? Top two, bottom two, same, same thing, same thing. Don't worry, don't worry, same thing. I'm gonna go with um, man. No! 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 Fuck y'all. Really y'all ain't shit. No! Y'all ain't shit, yo. Y'all ain't shit. Like, top, bottom. <laughs> this is why I hate black people. <laughs> yo, so, man, the top two. Okay. I'm going to go with For Your Eyes Only, J. Cole. Okay. As a J. Cole fan, I took it in. I liked how it was basically one complete story throughout the 10 tracks. Uh, every time I take it in, I hear something different. Yes, typical J. Cole Nas thing about the beats not being the same. This one, I'm not going to lie. This is the first album where all the beats kind of sound the same. It literally sounds like first? one long story. No, usually it's like four of the songs sound the same. This, the whole album, the beats sound the same or similar. So it seems like one long story. I don't know if that was on purpose, but speaking on J. Cole's past work, it probably wasn't. But I'm not mad at it. I like it. Um, and then number one, I'm looking at the weekend Starboy, man. I like the track. The track came out. The weekend burst out with a whole new persona. Mm-hmm. I took in the album and I liked it, man. I had the ninety dance music on it. Uh like I liked it from front to back. I like it from front to back. I can't even lie. Like there's a few tracks that like I'm like, all right, but I like the alternativeness of it. I'm starting to actually like the weekend, so I might become a fan of the weekend right now. But I'm gonna put weekend Starboy right now as number one. All right, fair enough. Uh Glass Paw, your top five. Okay, so me, I kind of did it differently instead of um, listening to them because I don't think I listened to some of these. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, yeah, I did except for one. Um, but I did it in terms of, like, controversy, right? Yeah. So, well, this one's a personal one. I'm going to say number five, Isla by um, Kevin Gates. Okay. Oh, wow, shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah he... he, he you know what I mean? Cult he, 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 came, <laughs> he came out hard with that one, man. And then I'm feeling a lot of the tracks on it. it. It was a really big album for him. It launched him back into the mainstream. Wait, Juan, ain't that the guy who married his cousin? He slept with her. Oh, God. Kevin Gates, yo. Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates is like a more refined plaza. It's a more refined plaza. He contradicts himself dressing like Nation of Islam but talking mad shit about people. For real. Um, anyways, Kevin Gates. Yikes. Then he was kicking his fans and stuff. And now it sucks because, you know, he had to go and do that. So he's spending time in jail. Mm-hmm. It's going to curve his career a little bit. But he came out pretty strong um, beginning of this year just off all the controversy from before. 
Um, then I got to go with Coloring Book. I didn't listen to it, but it's the first album that's been nominated for a Grammy yeah. based on streaming Streams, alone. Yeah. So the that's Grammy, huge. yeah, the Grammys just changed their requirements for submissions and now you don't have to sell you can actually stream so they're keeping up with the times which is big and um having chance the rappers you know being the first one being a hip-hop album mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully he can get some there um and then i gotta go with uh major key which is dj khaled uh, okay, yeah. and i gotta you know it was it was whatever it's it's the it's the normal khaled gets all the superstars and throws them on the tracks you yeah. know some are hot some are not but um you circle jerks the same guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, for real, basically. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, it's, it was a big year for Khaled. He was the first one to really use Snapchat to its full advantage. Um, there was even a time when he had uh, a meeting downtown LA where he was trying to get some endorsement deals, and he told everybody on his Snapchat, "Come to this address and let them see my fans." And um, five minutes later, they looked out the window during the meeting, and the whole parking lot was full of fans yelling, Khaled, Khaled. So, you know, he, he has a strong influence off people. He, he pretty much, like, Snapchats his whole life. His son being born, mm-hmm. you know, to me, that's kind of personal. But yeah. whatever. He's a slave to slap, Snapchat. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hope he's him, getting man. a check from them, man. Me too. <laughs> I hope he's getting a check for that, too. Because that would not be a major key. Exactly. <laughs> 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 and then I got to go with uh, Auntie. For uh, my number oh, two, Rihanna. that's Rihanna, and I like it because you know Rihanna usually just comes out with you know uh, the run of the line pop music and dance songs and whatnot. But this one it had a different feel. Uh, I listened to the girl who wrote most of the album, mm-hmm. and she has that kind of style, you know, that jazzy but still kind of today's pop. And uh, yo, it was really good. Um, it flows well, and it's a different style for Rihanna. I think her friends uh, really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It shows a little bit of growth there. She's willing to try something new. And then number one, obviously, I have to go with Beyonce just because of her pulling the wool over everyone's eyes, even though she didn't. We know what you're doing, but mm-hmm. we fall for it anyways. <laughs> the whole Jay-Z mm-hmm. thing and, and whatnot. It's, every time she does something, she always proves that she's a number one female artist because she does something new and creates new controversy that the other people can't. So good for her. Yeah. I'm going. Uh, let's keep in line with the Beyonce thing right now. So like the whole Becky with the good hair thing or whatever, I mean... I find it funny that, like, so many people, like, went out of their way to investigate, like, who exactly Beyonce was referring to. Yeah. And on top of that, like, they were trying to connect the dots with that, with the whole elevator situation where Solange was putting their hands on I think, I think, I think like they that. connect. I think they, they connect. I'm sure they do in, in some sense. way, but, like, even if, even if, like, the situation, like, even if the situation actually did happen, I'm sure they resolved it because we haven't heard about anything since then. But I just found it, I just found it funny that so many people were trying to, you know, play CSI with yeah, it. Yeah, but basically. was that even a real... Like, how far back do these guys... And I'm even thinking Kanye and Kim and just the whole robbery thing. Like, yeah. how far back do these guys plan things? You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Beyonce knew she was doing Lemonade. You record your album, you know, you start conceptualizing it two years before you start recording it. They knew what they were doing in that oh, yeah. elevator, you know? Exactly. Like, They're drumming it up from time. So. Exactly. And Jay-Z, Jay-Z taking licks for the money. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah, for real. And Jay-Z's the type of person who keeps himself out of controversy. Exactly. Like, like ever since like 2003, 2004, he's been pretty slick when it comes to that. So yeah. to have like random elevator footage you exactly. know, just pop up out of nowhere, yeah. it's like, it's come on. Like, come like, on, man. They, like, this is WWE right yeah. here, man. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is a work. This is what they call it. This is a work, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then going towards uh, Drake, actually, as far as albums go, um... When it came to the Drake album in particular, I before I even listened to it, like when views when he when he announced the views from the six or views whatever the case may be, I wanted this to be 
his Illmatic, his Reasonable Doubt, et cetera, et cetera, basically. Because every rapper who was at the top or considered to be at the top, they have to have a classic album or at least that one debatable classic. Drake don't have that. And, and, and Drake, get that, and I was hoping this Drake be, will never get it. I was hoping this would be it. Drake's, but it, to me, as far as like the album goes... This album was no different from any other album they put yep. out. Like it was no different from Take Care or anything like that. Same type of subject matter. The only difference is that this album was a bit more Toronto centric. I will give him credit in a sense where he used more of an international sound on it to kind of talk about Toronto's cultural diversity, which I appreciate and respect. And some of the rap songs that were on here, he actually got busy on like Western Run Flows, Views, um, even Hype. Hype was a dope track as well. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I felt like he played it too safe. It was way too safe. He didn't really take chances or anything like that. So going forward, I don't expect a full-out rap album from from, uh, Drake. I just expect a pop album for the most part, which is fine, but I wish he would kind of take chances. I feel like in 2017 coming up here, man, like – People have to realize you will never get a full rap album from Drake. It's always going to be rap and Mm R&B. And you will never get a conceptual album from Drake. Drake's albums, the issue why none of them... None of them are classics because all of Drake's albums are the same, man. It's the same platform. He makes an album with like 15 singles. Mm -hmm. He makes it so every single track can get played on the radio. Every single track. And because it's all singles, there's never any... The album, none of his albums are conceptual. You can't name one studio album conceptual because they're all singles. It sounds like a um, mixtape. It sounds like a really, really good mixtape, but a mixtape. I'll, I'll, I'll argue that point. I'll say Nothing Was the Same was probably his most conceptual album, I would say. Just because I feel like that album in particular, it was pretty intimate since there's only about 12 or 13 singles. There's only, as far as like rap features, there's only like maybe one rap feature, and that was Jay Z. And on top of that, I felt like that was more so a story about his progression as far as, you know, where he started up until where he was at at that point, as far as, like, some of the relationships that he's built with certain people, I felt like that was probably his most conceptual. Not as conceptual as, like, someone else's album would be, like, a Kendrick Lamar, for example. But if we're judging based on conceptual strength between his four albums, I will say that would be the most conceptual between them. Okay, I could see it from that standpoint. But that's the reason why Drake will not have a classic, man. It's that exact reason. It's yeah. just like, I guess everybody heard views and everyone thought, okay, this album is going to be completely about Toronto. Mm-hmm. He's going to go into depth about his childhood, his upbringing, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then when you heard it, he was just talking about things from Toronto and yeah. Skyboard Yeah, but how, why would you even, I, I knew what was coming with it because he dropped Hotline Bling. Like, why would you expect it to be a conceptual album? With Drake, this is the reason why Drake will never have a, I guess, you know, historic albums because he doesn't write his own music, man. Look, let's be serious about it. If I find out he doesn't write his own raps, then I'm going to be all the way. I can't say that completely, though. Yeah, I can't say that Because this is, okay, this is my. There's songs you can listen to that you can tell he wrote them. And yeah. I don't know about, about that, man. I don't know okay, about okay, that. Okay, okay, really? this is my argument with the whole Drake thing, How do you man. Know? Like, okay. They're, they're, oh, okay. They're, Every... they're, they just released another um, another reference thing. No, no, I'm not saying you're I'm not saying you write everything, but I'm saying, like, Obviously, the mixtape so far gone. All that okay? We obviously know Drake wrote that. The first he, album, which is the one that the weekend said I handed him my stuff. That was take that care. was that take was care. care. So I'm saying everything before take care. I feel like he wrote. Now, when it came to take care, the controversy is he wanted to sign the weekend. He found the weekend. He wanted to sign him. He took the weekend on the road. Right. Mm-hmm. The weekend had a sound, which is now the OVO sound. He took yeah, that he from took the it. weekend. Mm-hmm. It was the whole trap and R and B mix. That was the weekend shit. The weekend is just to the world. Drake took. 
a lot of the weekend's album at the time and said, yo, give me these tracks and I'm going to rap over them. That was the ride and those type of tracks. Mm -hmm. And he put them on his album. The weekend willfully got it because he was broke. He needed some paper. He did what he had to do. Mm -hmm. Then that became the OVO sound. It was really the weekend sound. The weekend well, left. That's where they tried to do the OVO XO collaboration. Yeah. Then, then, the, then the weekend left and did his own thing and yeah. had his own lane. And then the OVO sound became everybody's sound. But that's cool. So that, that album, that's where it kind of started off. Mm -hmm. On the one with. Um, What's the little guy he hired to, um, the guy he hired to write all the reference tracks? Oh, Quentin Miller. Quentin Miller. Okay. Like, the tracks that Quentin Miller wrote, you could tell. I feel like, I feel like all the very simplistic tracks, I feel like Drake didn't write that. Because when I hear, like, Western Road Flows, the way he raps, I know that's Drake. But when I hear, like, yo, like, Worst there's... behavior. Or, yeah, or, like... Even basically, like, basically even like any, hype, you just basically know. Basically, any song that has like a like a like a formulated cadence to it, yeah, that's most likely it was co-written or, or something exactly, to that extent. Yeah. But if he's going all out on a rap song like six p.m. Uh, six p.m. in New York or Pound Cake or Tuscan Leather, Drake. that's all Drake. You can tell how sporadic his flow and his cadence and his delivery is. Like, like know like, yourself. Him on the pen. That's not Drake. Yeah, know yourself. That's not him, or not mm -hmm. all of him at least. Yeah, he, yeah. he probably has some collaborators on that. Now, as far as that is concerned, like when it comes to like those those party singles or or just radio singles in general. I don't mind that he has a co-writer on that. It is what it is. That's fine. If, He's I, a pop if someone star. were to tell me that someone wrote Tuscan Leather for him or any serious rap-centric song, then I'd be in doubt in his place in hip hop. I'd be like, oh, okay, you're kind of look suspect right now. I think the thing about Drake with the Quentin Miller thing is that like he put Quentin Miller on the album, so it wasn't like he was a ghostwriter. His notes was on yeah. there, right? I think the issue with Drake is that like. Maybe it's the fact that Drake does it and doesn't say it. Or maybe it's the fact that a lot of artists have their boys in the room and are like, change this track, change this track. But I agree. That's different than yeah, having that, a whole fine, reference track. The, the fact that you have the, the whole yeah, reference track, it just seems like you paid thing. somebody and bought their track from exactly. them. It's, it's, like, it's like the same thing you did with The Weeknd when he paid him and took his beats. He's paying people and taking their tracks. Which is cool. And I think that's the I issue. Mean, I mean, they, they're calling us haters for, um, you know, because that's not how we grew up. But at the same time, when we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame, we're going to take that into account, like the whole steroid era in baseball. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, they made the Hall of Fame, but they're always going to be known for those guys that did the steroids. Mm -hmm. So Drake will always be known for the guy who, mm -hmm. who got help. But let's be honest, though. Like, Drake isn't the only rapper in history to have had a ghostwriter or a co-writer or something of that of that extent. Like, Snoop Dogg has had his songs written for him in the, in the past. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z has had some songs written for him in the past or co-written to that, to that very extent. Like, he's not... He's not the only one. So why is oh, yeah, it Kanye now? West. So yeah, exactly. Like Consequence and Ryan Fist used to write for him on College Dropout. We and we consider that a classic. Doctor Dre so, yeah. and so on and so on and so forth. So why is it that when it comes to Drake, it's a huge problem? Like I would understand if his entire discography was was written for him, and we all consider him to be the I best think, rapper. I think I think because I, I think it was because one nobody was expecting it, but two when they when they um, leaked the tracks, it was word for word. And even when we had heard it a few years ago with the song with YG, Who Do You Love? Mm -hmm. And the, and I don't and that's when I was like, okay, Drake, you either copy this guy or you paid a ghostwriter and you didn't verify I thought that was course. paying homage, that though, was, that one. That's wait. not paying no homage, man. That was literally, he copied it word for word. Well, from which artist? Just he copied yeah, the original. original yeah. Okay, but, okay, but that's nothing new. I mean, if that's the case, then Jay-Z bit how many lines from Biggie then, right? But the whole flow and just change the uh, change one, maybe like two or I three. I feel like so many rappers have done that before. He's not the only I one. I feel like the reason why people care over the artists you mentioned, over artists in general, is because Drake has never been known as like a spitter. Like, I'm not putting Drake in the same category as a Jadakiss, a Styles P. I'm not putting Drake in the same category as a Kendrick or a J. Cole. He's not that person. 
Drake is not known as a lyricist. He's not a Lupe. He's not none of that. I think when Drake he first Drake is out known earlier, people were kind of giving him nah, that. Nah, Drake ain't no fucking lyricist. Nah, nah. He, Drake, uh, when he Drake, first started back 0809, he was he had he has the good like one two liners, man. One two liners, but I feel like Drake is Drake is known as a very personal artist in hip hop. He's the artist in hip hop where his fans feel like they know him because of his music, because he has songs like "Say What's Real," because he has those Club Paradise. Drake is that personal artist where fans personally connect him and feel like, yo, Drake's telling me about himself. I respect it. I like it. When he's talking about girls and he's naming the girls he that broke his heart and the strippers he's fucking all that shit. Fans, Drake fans love Drake because they feel like they know Drake. So when they found out that he may not have been writing these tracks, that's where the deceit came in. That's why it's like, I never looked at you as a lyricist. You weren't yeah, on the... But I looked at you though? as like, no, but I think that is where it came out. Because people look at Drake as like, I thought all your tracks were personalized to you. I thought you were really speaking to me. And now they're like, they're mad about it. I think that's where it is. Okay, that, that could possibly I, be I feel it. there's a rap, the rap guys who... You know, the people who actually give a fuck Well, the rap guys got it in because they're just like, you know, the elements. But, but, fuck but, it. But the majority okay, but the of his fans like, they, they Do they care if, they, if he writes this shit or not? Sorry, say that again? I said, the, like, his his fans, like, the ones who love that kind of his, his yeah, emotional I don't, shit. Yeah, I don't think they will. I don't think they I don't, care I don't, if he writes it or not. I don't think they will. I just feel like Drake gets all this, like, unnecessary, like, criticism for that because people will try and find a reason to dislike him, even though so many other artists before him have had co-writers or ghostwriters or whatever the case may be. Like, that's nothing new. So when Drake does it, it shouldn't be a shock to anyone. And then going to your point about him not being known as a lyricist, when he first came into the game, like, 0809, a lot of people were saying how he was a lyricist. Like, this guy's hype was based on the fact that, A, he could sing and rap at the same time, and, B, the fact that whatever track he was on, he was killing it. Was killing there are times where he outshined Lil Wayne and all his other contemporaries when they were at their prime. Yeah. I mean, we all remember the, the Forever remix, like, where Eminem yeah, yeah, embodied yeah. it. Yeah. But Drake was a close second in that regard because yeah. every other line was a punchline. I mean, even so far gone, he had... He had re- tracks on that record where he was going in even the record he did with Lil Wayne uh, Ignorant Shit mm. he killed Lil Wayne on that and Lil Wayne was at his prime as a rapper during that time so he was definitely a lyricist but I think it was after uh, Thank Me Later his first album that's when he dumbed down his lyrics and kind of went away from the lyricism stuff once in a while he might give you a little taste or a tease here and there yeah. but from that point on people weren't really depending on him for lyricism I can see that Agreed. All right. and on that note let's go to our next category um, I kind of want to, yeah, you know, no, let's go into the next category. Actually, I was gonna kind of going on why I chose my albums right here and there, but actually, you know what? Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, no, no, we didn't hear yours. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So like, I kind of, I was like very, I was very like light on mine actually. So when it comes to Ti, us or else, like as far as rap albums go, I put it on there because it was a new sound for him in terms of subject matter. Uh, we have heard him politically before, but not as much as we did on this album. This one is top to bottom. He went in on some political stuff on some trap beats, which is. What I almost kind of want to hear, because when it comes to trap beats, I hear the same stuff again. Mm. Getting wasted, drinking mm. lean, da 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 whatever. So the fact that he put some other stuff on it, which is refreshing. Logic, similar thing. He was rapping on mostly trap beats, but he put his own spin on it. His own original take, which is what I love. Chance Coloring Book, I like the subject matter. I like the content on it. I wasn't a fan of delivery. Like, I'm still trying to get used to Chance. Yeah, me too. I just feel like too many people overhype him, man. It's just too much. Like, let the guy grow. Um, Kendrick Lamar Untitled even though these were a bunch of B-sides that never really made it to other other like albums that he did in the past it still sounded better than 80% of the rap that came out this year Facts. you know what I mean and especially the performance that he had at the Grammys this year 
one of the greatest performances I've ever seen at the Grammys, basically. And that was off a song that no one really knew about. Mm-hmm. And then in Game 1992, I love the fact that he told he told a story about about uh, the rise in Compton's drug and gang activity during the late 80s or early 90s. He did it through lyrics, and he also did it through sound as well, which is why I appreciate mm-hmm. about that. I'm going to the alternative albums, Frank Ocean and Blonde. I only listened to this album twice. I didn't even really give myself enough time to sit with it. But I do know that Frank Ocean, as a writer, he's very strong with his penmanship. Uh, the weekend it came out very early, but I was largely impressed with it because it was so musically diverse. Um, Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love. The thing that people have to understand about Childish Gambino at this point in time is that when it comes to his albums, he's never going to put out the same album twice or something similar. He's always going to do something different. Facts. Camp was an alternative rap album uh, because the internet was uh, just an experimental album in general. Kawhi was an R&B album, and this is a funk album, and he's just experimenting with this one as well. Uh, views, I kind of already went in why I like Views, why I didn't like Views, so I kind of leave that alone. And Anderson Pac, I feel like Anderson Pac brought back that hip-hop soul element, which I had been missing since like the early 2000s with Jay Dilla and Ninth Wonder and those guys. I think he really brought that back. And coming from a West Coast artist, you never really heard that. He had like a very raspy, soulful tone. And to me, that was like the most pure R&B album that came out this year, bar none. Um, so yeah, those are my picks for, for albums and alternative albums or what have you. Um, so on that note, let's go to top five artists. All right. Okay. All right. I think this is where things might get a little controversial, but nonetheless, this is what we're here for, ladies and gents, or just gents, actually, I should say. Uh, by the way, if you are just tuning in, it is your man DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. This is our year end special number four, and right now we are on our top five artists category. So coming at number five for top five artists, man, I got Childish Gambino, got Chance the Rapper at number four, number three. I gave to Kendrick Lamar. Number two, I gave to Drake. And number one, I gave to Beyonce. Uh, Childish Gambino, I gave it to him at number five because, A, he came out with the album that was pretty dope. And then, B, um, Atlanta. I mean, he's been doing big things for that series. And it's one of the most critically acclaimed series that have come out in quite some time. I haven't heard one bad review about it. And I loved his take on the Atlanta hip-hop scene. He kind of parodied it parodied it in a way that the boondocks would have done it in a cartoon so i thought that was very clever of him that goes to show how clever he is as a writer as a screenplay writer um chance the rapper i gave to him at number four because he created a lot of hype with the coloring book album and also the fact that his project got nominated based off the strength of streams which has never been done before on any type of platform of music uh kendrick lamar i gave it to him because of the fact that even though he came out with an album that that were full of B-sides, which is kind of like the equivalent to Nas's last tapes, he still created hype off of it. He was touring off the strength of songs that people had never heard before uh, that hadn't been officially released. And, of course, like I alluded to earlier with his performance at the Grammys, like he just he just killed it. He just shut it down. Uh, Drake at number two. Just it, this was Drake's year, arguably, as far as like rap is concerned. If you want to categorize him as a rapper, like I don't think any rapper had a bigger year than Drake, as far as his album coming out, as far as you know him being the brand ambassador for the Toronto Raptors, as far as that's concerned, and their continued success within the NBA kind of translated towards him, him being the ambassador for NBA All Star Weekend in Toronto as well. So the Drake brand was very strong this year, mm-hmm. and then number one, Beyonce. She was in, she was a topic conversation from January downwards, so we can't really argue with that. Uh, Jay, your top five. Man, again, nothing personal. I just did it on who had the most controversy, who created the most buzz, who broke the internet in a way. Uh, man, I had a lot of ties here, man. It was, it was hard. Number five, 
Number five, I'm going to say, is is a wide split. I don't care what you guys say. I'm leaving Kanye off his whole list because I don't <laughs> give a shit no more. Number five, I would say, is a wide split between Bruno Mars, who came out with that funk album. Yep. Bruno Mars has been having these commercial hits, 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 and you can't deny the funk album. You can't deny, what's that track, 60, 20, oh, 24 K. 24 oh, man, I you love can't that deny song. that. You can't deny that. Uh, so number five is split between Bruno Mars, yeah. The Weeknd, who okay. just dropped his album, only because The Weeknd's reinventing himself and he put it publicly out there, Okay. Um, and Chance the Rapper, Okay. because he is nominated. He did yeah. drop his album. I may not be that much of a Chance fan, but I can't deny the greatness in that. Fair enough. Number four. Mm. Number four, I'm going to give it to Frank Ocean. Okay. Frank Ocean had like a, what, a five-year hiatus after the Channel Orange. He drops two albums at once. I kind of just like Blonde wasn't really feeling the other one, but at the same time, like it was a buzz. Mm-hmm. I remember it was hard to get the two albums. The internet stopped. Everybody was trying to download them, so I can't mm-hmm. deny that again. Mm-hmm. Number three. Number three, I'm going to give it to Gambino. Okay. You know what? Let me switch that. Let me switch that. Let's number switch two. <laughs> number two, I'm going to give it to Justin Bieber, man. Okay. As much as I may not like Bieber, sorry, number three, number three, number three, I'm gonna give it to Bieber. As okay. much as I may not like Bieber, like this is the first album where I've seen people actually my listen to. Yeah, he had the little the reggae conceptualness to it. I liked it a little bit. You know, there's a few tracks I actually like. Actually, actually, I liked most of the tracks on this album. Yeah, that's I can't fine. Lie. That's fine. It was one of those albums. Every time you heard the track, you're like, you're like, you have to give like, yo, this is Bieber. <laughs> they were like, okay. You had to give it a, a quick head nod. Yeah, yeah, Bieber's growing, man. He had the roast. He reinvented himself. He dropped the niggas. He's doing his thing, you know. It's whatever. Bro, who, who's in his crew? Little Twist? Little, Little Twist. Twist. He's in jail right Little now. Home Invasions right now. Yeah. He dropped him, man. Number two, I'm going to give to Gambino. Okay. Off the strength of the album and Gambino always being different. I took in this album for the first time like two weeks ago. The whole thing was funk. I actually liked it. I feel like I got to be a little, you know. To enjoy it a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to show ATL. And just Gambino in general, man, as a star. And, of course, number one, I don't give it to Drake. We all know why. He dropped views. Mm-hmm. You know, Drake's kind of like Kanye in a sense. Or wherever he drops is going to go. It's just that I can actually justify Drake's product and him as a celebrity. I can't justify Kanye. But mm-hmm. Drake had a lot to deal with, man. He just came off the Meek Mill stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone's attacking him. And he's still selling. Mm-hmm. So you got to give him that. Plus, it's Toronto, and it's like, you can't deny the man's greatness, right? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Paul, what's your top True. five? So my top five artists. Um, man, this one's kind of a split. You know what? I'm going to uh, make these two guys tie, and then I'm going to add another guy okay. for four. So number five, I got uh, g Easy okay. and Lil Yachty. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. So, you know, yo, g Easy has been on the rise. Um, I went and saw him two years ago. I went and saw him uh, this year. And his shows keep getting bigger and bigger. He has singles on the radio now, which are pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also he performed at the Video Music Awards, yep. which is huge for him too as well. So they're definitely launching him into the mainstream. And he has a new single out right now. I really think he's going to be one of the top guys in the next year, maybe two years. So g Easy, And then I got to put Lil Yachty too, just off the controversy. Uh, we all know these mumble rappers. He's, he's the most famous one because he's just... He's garbage, he's an idiot, man. man. He's just a, he's he's a garbage. short bus driver, yeah. man. He, he's talking. He's talking shit about uh, about uh, Biggie and Tupac, which yeah. is fine. Okay, that's not your generation. It doesn't matter. It's cool, but don't man. say that they're overrated. If you don't listen to them, exactly. you don't know their history. You don't know their effect on the hip hop 
uh, the community. And then when you go and do a freestyle, you can't even spit two two lines off the top of your head. Uh, so yeah. like, only, only because he didn't that whole double XL freestyle. Double XL, I don't. They lost all the ratings with yeah, me because those guys out. are all they dumb, man. Sold out. Yeah, they sold out. I went, I went and checked like the list of the people who could have made it, and um, it's just, it's just stupid. The Yo, people who did. Literally, literally three people on that list, or on, it was on Lil Dicky, who were actually, who were actually good. Yeah. 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 Lil yeah. Dicky, Anderson Park, and Dave East. Yeah, yeah. those Dave are the only credible artists. Everyone mm. else is whack. And then none of them even got shine. It was all about these little mumble rappers yeah. that they keep pushing on like us. Kodak man. Black and Twenty One Savage. Twenty One Savage. I was like, this is gotta be. Joke, man. Like, yeah, double XL. They lost their credibility. Yeah, they're, they're gonna lose their credibility for sure. So those guys, that's th- those guys are number five. Uh, number four, I'm gonna say, um, like y'all, Child- Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. He had a big year, man. His show ATL is a smash. Uh, he released his album. He just had a baby. Like, oh, Gambino had a baby. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, baby girl, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, I mean, he's one of the hardest working guys in film, television. He just got Facts. on the Star Wars movie yep. and in music, so you can't knock this guy's hustle. And he's in line with Disney as well, so. There you go. Gotta give him his props. Uh, and then I got The Weeknd for number three. Uh, you don't really got to say much there. I mean, we all know what he does mm-hmm. and what he what he continues to do. And then I have, uh, this one's kind of hard, but I got to give, um, I got to put Beyonce number two. Only because, like, her whole thing, uh, man, it was really gimmicky. <laughs> it was gimmicky, the mm-hmm. whole lemonade and the whole formation Everybody bought at the Super it. Bowl. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So, But it, it was good for her. She knows how to stay in the news. Yeah. And then I only put her number two to Drake's number one because Drake had the whole beef and all that other stuff. And um, he clearly, like, if he wasn't a number one rapper last year, he solidified himself as a number one rapper this year for mm-hmm. sure. So I got to give it to Drake, number one artist. Exactly. Um, as far as like artists are concerned, like who do you see having a big year next year based on any type of rumor talk that's coming as far as an album or any type of like extracurricular activity is concerned? Uh, okay, I'm gonna say J Cole because he's dropping another one. He always does. I'm that. gonna say Drake because he's dropping two. So let's just get that out the way. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick off the strength that either political or Kendrick might drop something as well. So I'm yeah. gonna go for there. Um. You know, Lil Yachty and all the mumble rappers are going to continue to have that fame, so I can't put that out. For the next two years, and then they'll just Kanye probably going to die down this year, unless him as a person comes up with the whole Trump shit. But yeah, I'm going to say J. Cole. I'm going to say Drake. Um, The Weeknd, of course, because The Weeknd just started, so that's going to fluster into next year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go there. All right, fair enough. Paul, what do you say? Uh, Man, I don't really know. Like To be honest, the way even 2016 went... Anything can happen. Like, who even thought those mumble Literally. rappers would take 80% of, like, the news, you know? Who exactly. thought Donald Trump would win? Exactly. 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 You know, this whole, and this whole Kanye nonsense. Listen, every time Kanye changes his style, he changes his music. Yep. We're going to expect a new Kanye because now he's looking like Frank Ocean. Maybe he's in his feelings now. He's, he's reinventing himself again. So, I think Kanye's going to have a big year next year. You know, Drake, uh, the common guys there. Uh, J. Cole, he just dropped his. He likes to drop it at the end of the year so that he takes off running early in the beginning, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, and as far as Kanye goes, I mean, right now he's looking like the Virgil to Donald Trump's Ted DiBiase <laughs> right now, basically. He's looking mm-hmm. like a slave 
for real. And just the fact that, like, I remember it's just him walking out with Trump in the in the tower, and they're asking Kanye, Kanye, what did you guys talk about? And then Donald Trump just speaks for him. He's like, oh, yeah. me and him were very good friends. You know, we had a very positive conversation. He's just not saying anything at all. Well, you know, before they stepped out that elevator, Donald Trump was like, don't say anything. I'll handle, handle all the questions. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just, it, it's just like, it just kind of has like this... It has like a slave mentality to it, in my opinion. Like I, like, wanna, like, I don't want to like overlook it, but it kind of looks like. At that. first, I thought it was his like kind of backlash to Obama because we all know him and Obama didn't get along, mainly because of him saying him and Kim are more popular than Obama. Yeah, which is in the entertainment world, I could see that, but in the real world, the people actually you know live, breathe, and die. Yeah, not. But um, <laughs> and then Obama called him a jackass. Not related. Yeah, to that. I think it's because of the Taylor Swift thing. But like I don't know. I don't know if that's the backlash of that. Or Kanye just really cooning out here in the streets. Yeah, I just cooning. don't know. He's just, cooning, he's just cooning. That's all it is, man. I'm not going to give him any credit, man. He's just cooning. That's all it is. But nonetheless, we have to get to our final category of the evening. And this one, oh, man. I, <laughs> this is a good one, man. You guys already know what this is about, man, man. Uh, we got to get into the top wankster of the year. So for the last time in 2016, let's drop that wankster drop one more time. All right, so gentlemen, we all have our top five list for Wankster of the Year from January up until now. So with that being said, let's get to it. So at number five, I have the tenors for saying All Lives Matter during the singing of the National Anthem for Canada during the MLB All-Star Game during the summertime. Uh, number four, <laughs> Justin Bieber getting knocked out in a fight that he started. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Number three, Birdman for wanting some respect on his name. <laughs> put some respect on his put name. Put some respect on my name. We'll put some respect that was on your name. a hot song, though. a hot song still. I never <laughs> listened to it. I'll never listen to it, be honest, to be honest. Hot, man. man um, number two, NBA star, not star, but NBA basketball player, uh, D'Angelo Russell, for Snapchatting a personal conversation of him and Nick Young mm-hmm. talking about infidelity. Fucked up the man's whole relationship. Yeah, there yeah. you go. He pulled a Kobe. And number one. Shaq did it. <laughs> number one, um, I got to give it to America as a whole for letting Trump win that election, man. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And I see Jay adding to his <laughs> list right now. <laughs> but yeah, I had to give it to America, man. America was the biggest wank. America was one big cr- crying Jordan meme after the elections <laughs> this past year. So I got to give it to America as the number one wankster of the year. Uh, Jay, who's your top five wanksters? Man, my top five, man. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know who this nigga is. I was like, <laughs> you got to help me with this one, man. Okay. This, nigga's, this nigga's name is uh, Thought King. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me... Let me, let me, let me, let me just get this shut up for myself, you know? So, you want to know what he did, right? So, my top five wanksters. I'll I'll, I'll find what he did for you. Hold on, hold on. My top five wanksters of the year. The first one is this nigga Thought King. Okay. Or, or, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Thought King. I know who the fuck Thought King was. I used to, when I was a kid, I found it funny that there was a trick daddy. Yeah, trick daddy. I never knew what trick daddy meant until like later on in life. I'm like, really? That's what that means? He called like, trick daddy. <laughs> I just, I just, I just never got it. I never got it from day fucking one. I used to always look at trick daddy and be like, "Are you the daddy of the tricks?" Yeah. Like I just never got it. But now trick I hear kids. now I hear Thought King, and this nigga went to jail for um, child porn, making child porn. Yep. And your name is Thought King. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm surprised he didn't get more time for that. I don't know this nigga. 
nor do I give a shit, but that shit just funny. <laughs> so he bumped a lot of people and took that number five. Like, you know what this shit like when the nigga in the Wu-Tang two years ago cut off his nuts and jumped off oh, the building? Right. That's the type of fuckery I'm thinking of when I think of this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, number four but, now. To be fair, he was a Wu-Tang affiliate, so he wasn't within the that's direct That's true, click. that's true. We, we don't want to shame Wu-Tang <laughs> like that. Number four now, I'm going to give it to Birdman with a... Respect Put some respect name. on my name. I'm not gonna lie. Birdman took that, made a song about it, made some T-shirts, got more richer, and still ain't paying Lil Wayne. But Yo, put some respect on my name. So you know, people. that's how Birdman feels. I'm not mad at that. Number three, woo, mm. man. Number three, man. I gotta give it to uh, Stacy Dash. Okay, fair. Stacey Dash coming out with the We Don't Need a BT, not realizing that BT was created because MTV wouldn't even play Michael Jackson for the longest time. Basically. And then saying We Don't Need Black History Month, not realizing that if we didn't have Black History Month, we wouldn't know anything about black history. They're already trying to erase the word slavery out of history books. Basically. So I don't know where you're coming with Stacey Dash, especially when BT and black people are your biggest audience and that's who motherfucking made you. But, you know, sip my tea in this bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two. Is now a shared wangster from oh. the new information you gave me. <laughs> nice. So half of number two is going to Lil Wayne. Okay. From from which one? Because I gave him like wangster like three times. Uh, Lil Wayne for the interview where the man said he don't understand Black Lives Matter. He don't care. And then the uh, famous yeah, yeah. line, the famous line where the man said, "What the man say?" Oh, <laughs> uh, my, my life matters to me and my bitches. <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. You know what? You know when someone says some real nigga shit, and you just sit there, you just like. Yo, the fight. You ought to laugh or cry. You just like the battery really just said that. Yo, he's like, that's a white man. He filming me. He filming me, and I'm a nigga. And I'm just like nigga. The thing that killed me the most was the fact that he looked into the camera and said, "My life matters, especially to my bitches." <laughs> Yo. Everything Lil Wayne was saying, dog, I had to grab my chest through the whole interview. I was like, yo, this nigga don't give a shit. He really don't. Yo, Lil Wayne fell off, man. The guy's. Oh, man. The other half of this number two is going to uh, sexy but dumb as fuck ass Tommy Lauren. Oh, Tommy Lauren in a general sense, but we'll just get the Trevor Noah situation. Trevor Noah, she she was done after that. But a lot of people say Trevor Noah didn't go hard enough. But Tommy Lauren just has dumb shit. This girl's trying to compare the KKK to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. One group of people that have lynched black people for years and murdered them and so on and so forth. And the other group who's standing up for being murdered. Like, yes, things happen to Black Lives Matter rallies, but that's not on Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter is a group not does not go around killing people. Group. KKK yeah. as a group does that. I'm surprised they're still not deemed as a terrorist group. Yeah, which is, boggles my mind. But it shows America. you a lot about America, though, clearly. And, and number one, speaking of America, oh, number one goes to the whole U.S. of motherfucking A. Oh, yeah, right, of course. The, the new edition. <laughs> number one goes to that whole motherfucking country. And I say this is a whole because you guys bred this shit. Obama was in office for eight years. Y'all bred that racism. The Republican Party was racist before, but in the years Obama's and they went overboard. Yeah. Y'all had Donald Trump ask for, for his fucking proof of him being American. Yep. Y'all shitted on every law he ever passed. Y'all bred the most racism. Like, the, the most black people I ever seen killed on camera was, in, was when Obama was, was, was... But that had nothing to do with Obama. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah, the Dylan Roof. 
You, you, you had the motherfucker that you had Trayvon. You had all these instances of injustice. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, whatever happened with OJ, yo, that's over. Oh, we we got 10 time. of those. <laughs> we got 10 of those. You even have your own white people raping your own white people and then getting a few months in jail. Yeah. So, like, it was just fucked up. Y'all bred this shit. Then come this election, y'all are so mad and bitter. And you know what? I get it. They wanted a non-establishment government. I still think they should have put Bernie because Bernie is also non-establishment. So Bernie would have rocked some sense and Bernie would have won that vote. But they put Hillary, who is the establishment. So is Donald. But you don't, people didn't see it at first. Yeah, because he was catering towards all the, like, the white trash, basically. So I get why he won, but like it was the fact that he also won with all the racist, homophobic, you know, like calling a whole... Grab her by the pussy. Calling a whole nation of people rapists. Yeah. Grab her by the pussy. Like that's my black. All the all the people getting knocked out at his at his protest. Like the list goes on and on. and y'all let this motherfucker win. Y'all let this motherfucker win. Like, yo, your dollar's about to drop, my nigga. When everybody stops trading with you, wish they will. Your dollar's about to drop. Like, there's nothing you can really say to this. Like, I'm literally. It's like everyone says, man. I'm gonna sit back in Canada and wait for the season of America to begin. And ever something happens, episode one, episode two, episode three, I'm just going to sip my tea for the next four years. That's it. At the very least. But nonetheless, Glasspaw, your top five wexes of the year. Damn, my top five. Uh, shit, let me start with number five. Um, Young Thug released his album, Jeffrey. Oh, yeah, with a dress. Oh, and he gosh. was wearing a dress with a bunch of frills, I guess that's what you call it or whatever. But yeah. anyways... And then you got, and then with one of those big like um, those church hats, <laughs> those, those sun hats that they wear in China or whatever when yeah. they were doing the fields. Yeah. Okay, young thug, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing, man? I get it. You want to sell, and I think he didn't even. I think he only sold like ten, not even, maybe ten thousand. Really? The first week or something. Yeah, some oh, real, so some real low. Yeah. Out, it didn't shit. even. It didn't even really hype up his sales. And I know he did it for sales. I don't care what anybody says, telling me, oh no, he's pushing culture. You're hip hop. You guys are, you know, you don't what culture. You guys don't want to open your minds, blah blah blah. No, this is young thug who talks about bitches and hoes and killing people and this, this and that. Then he's wearing a dress and he's gonna say that he's doing it because he likes the cross dress. Then you you guys want to back him up and say he's pushing the culture. Or he's doing stuff that makes people uncomfortable. No, he's doing it for sales. Yeah. He's been doing it for sales. That's the only thing he's got going for him. He's a joke. Birdman only signed him to make fun of Lil Wayne and show Lil Wayne that yo, I can. Completely make, make a mockery money, of yeah. you and still make money. He's Lil Wayne in the flesh, like mm-hmm. rebirthed. Anyways, so that's that's my number five, uh, Mr. Jeffrey. <laughs> number four, D'Angelo Russell yeah. for taping, <laughs> doing the number one thing you're not supposed to do. Yeah. You're taping your man in the locker room, and then you're gonna go leak the video and get him. Uh, what is it? He was engaged yeah. with uh, yeah, Iggy Azalea, and now it's all off and whatnot mm-hmm. and blah 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 blah. But like, you know, he's a kid. And um, some of these guys, you know, they, they're, they're superstars from the tell you they're 10 years old. They got girls all around them, not really taught the game because they've been the number one guy. Mm-hmm. And coming in as a rookie, you know, they a lot of these guys, they're going to beat up on you and everything. So maybe there's a little bit of malice there. Who knows? End of the day, you don't do that. Uh, so he has my number four. Number three, Meek Mill for reigniting his beef with Drake. <laughs> you got killed. Everybody else came and killed you. You know what? I knew he died when I was watching... Um, uh, David Blaine, he was doing that magic trick where he has the frogs coming out of his mouth and yeah. he spits it into the wa- the glass. Yeah. And um, he goes to Dave Chappelle. So it was Dave Chappelle, Drake, and... I think um, Steph Curry Steph was Steph Curry there, was yeah. there, yeah, yeah, and a bunch of their entourage. And he goes, he goes, um, 
write something uh, that can fit in my hand. So write write the name down of something that can fit in my hand. And Dave Chappelle says, "Oh, Meek Mill," and they all erupt in laughter. Oh. So like they're still they're still making fun of you, man. Just drop the beef. You lost. Shit. I thought it was bad when Drake brought out Will Smith. I'm like, you bring out the hometown hero. I know, right? but that, yeah, but that was that video. was during the beef, right? Yeah. That was that was yeah. like that was, that was last yeah, that was that. like icing on the cake. But yeah. they're still it doing it now. Yeah, they're still doing it now. We still they still laugh at him. Uh, number two, fake gangster. <laughs> number two, Azalea Blank uh, Banks. Now, oh she, god, there's so much that she does. But this she's is a walking this, troll. She's a she's a walking hypocrite. This one oh, has yeah. got to like. This almost was my number one. Azalea Blank Banks bleaching her skin. Yeah. Yo, yep. everything. Yeah. Like get mad at niggas for dating white girls, but you date white guys. Like, just, yeah. why are you a contradiction? She, she hates. She hates black people. She really. All does. she ever does is talk shit about black people. You're black, first of all. Like, what are you doing? You're so erratic, and then we find out you're bleaching your skin. Right? But you she hate hates yourself. black people. But then she, this whole controversy started after her getting agging at Iggy for trying to take black yeah. music yeah, for black trying to culture appropriate. Yeah. yeah. That's but you vibes in yourself. Yeah, and then she turns around and, you know. <laughs> she, she's, she's, she's a walking contradiction, man. I'm tired of her. Um, I'm glad they, they cancel a lot of her shows and people don't love Yeah, I'm trying not to give her the wings to go for it, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's too much. And obviously, number one, we all know number one, is the United States of America, America for voting in Donald Trump. Yo, this guy is a reality star, man. Yeah, like, he, he has crazy. no government experience whatsoever. No, and he's bro, running I just, the, the, the biggest superpower in the world. How yo, does that happen? Besides besides all the fuckery and shit, I just want everyone to take this in. Like, yo, it was one thing when, like, Schwarzenegger won a state. Yeah. And he was do, even do, born do, in America. I know. Do, do we yeah. just realize that, like, a reality star who took a, who took a couple million from his dad and made a couple million more, and got bankrupt a few times, and who publicly... You know he's starting a case next week for rape, right? What do you mean? A, a reality star who's going to be in court, sorry, next month for rape allegations is the president of the most oh, powerful shit. country in the that. world. Of the world. Three different baby moms. 2016 made the most misogynistic, racist comments of life and actually yeah. won in America. White privilege. <laughs> Yo, mean. like, it's... If someone told me this was going to happen years ago, I would have laughed. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but remember laughed. when he put his name in the hat and everyone's like, how, what are you doing? And it's like, oh, he passed it. Oh, shit. He's, he's still there? What do you mean? Fuck, he's president? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll so. say this. Like... When, when I first found out he was running a few years ago, I'm like, this is bullshit, whatever. Yeah. But by the time he won the primaries, I'm just like, yo, this shit's going down. He's going to become president. And I was like, no, no, there's no way. There's no way. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, he made it past primaries. There's no way that he's not winning. He has us in the bag. Like, Hillary is no better than him. No. Like, People do not win. like Hillary. They, they do don't not like Hillary. Yeah, because Hillary's two-faced. At least with, with Trump, you know he's a dick from, from afar. But Hillary, she pretends to be like this all-angelic, yeah. I'm-for-the-people type of person, but she's not. Yeah, she's I feel not. sorry, Hillary, man. You lost twice, man. Don't yeah, ever twice. run again. Twice. Don't ever twice. run again. Let, let, let Bill just lick them wounds. Mind you, the first time you lost the primaries, but, like, yo, you got publicly shamed twice. Twice. And yo, I blame it on her, man. Like, like, yeah. Don't make do you, it a three-peat. How do you take your fan base for granted? Like, you don't, you didn't even go out to tw- uh, to, to, to tour in Wisconsin, yeah, Michigan, her all these other popular states. states you didn't even visit. Yeah, like that's your you own. Thought fault. you had that in the bag. That's your own fault. Like, I guarantee, if Bernie was the the was the president or was the um 
the nomination for the Democratic Party, he would have had a fighting chance, I would have said. Oh, I think Bernie would have won that yeah. because it would have been two people who were anti-establishment going against yeah. each other and Bernie's logic would have sunk in. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's that's the miracle for you. And that is our show for tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for tuning in, as you always do on a regular basis. Uh, Jay Kareem, uh, I know you're working on you know some scripts right now. How's that coming along? Man, it's coming good, man. I can finally say the name. You know, I copyrighted it. So working on the West End little TV show, you know, trying to get it on HBO, Showtime, Netflix, AMC, FX, no. whatever it is, man. I... Uh, I got writers working for me, I got videographers, I got editors, and I got stylists. So it's a beautiful thing, man. We're almost done. We're almost there. We're almost ready. That's all I can say, but it's nice. Dope. Goliath Pop, man, what, uh, what can we expect from you in the future as far as music, tours, and all that stuff? Everything, man. I've been, this whole year, I've been working on a new, um, I guess we'll call it a mixtape. So mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of songs on there, a lot of big features. And uh, just new, uh, just just more of a more. This is more of a hip hop. Do you know my style? My style is very pop and rock influenced. Mm -hmm. uh, this one, because it's a mixtape, it's more centrally focused on like hip hop, street anthems, hype mm -hmm. stuff, club bangers. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for it, man. Then we're gonna kick it off with a tour, and we're just gonna go all over Canada. So be on the lookout, GoliathPod.com or .ca, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, GoliathPod, G-O-L-I-A-T-H-P-A-W. Hit me up, man. Yeah, that's Let's what's see. up. Gentlemen, I want to thank y'all for coming through as you do, you know, once a year for this uh, annual Lovely. event. You know, much appreciated. And as for the rest of you guys listening, thank y'all for tuning in for that the entire year. Your fandom means so much to me from going from CFRE over to Maximum FM, the house that Chris got rocks built. Shout out to my man right there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of big things in store, man. Like, we close out the year in a big way with, with guests like um, like the Friends with Benefits uh, web series, like guests like Glass Pod, Jay Kareem, guests like Divine Brown who came in last week. I want to get as much big guests in as possible for the next year coming up. So be on the lookout for that and don't be surprised that it does happen on a more uh, frequent basis. If you guys want to get in touch or get connected with the whole cool radio brand, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. Catch all full podcasts at cool underscore radio on SoundCloud. Make sure you catch video clips on YouTube at cool underscore radio and then like the fan page on Facebook at cool radio CC. Um, once again, guys, thank y'all for tuning in. 2016 has been a blast. And as you already know, uh, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment. Reminding you each and every day that we are creating our own legacies. Gentlemen, before we go off the air, any final thoughts or no? Man, my final thoughts is, uh, man, I seen you come up, man. I seen you come up from the <laughs> DJ TV days of the cell phone uh -huh. to the DJ TV days of the little camera uh -huh. to to the to the to the let that ish breathe in the back of UTM. Mm -hmm. To the to the cool radio with me and schoolgirl K in the back of you know UTM to you know another well established spot you're at here with Maxim FM you know shout out to Chris Guy Rocks and I'm proud of you man Much seen you come up proud thank of you that. thank you all right finally any final thoughts or no final thoughts man same thing you know when I met both y'all like four years ago who know who knew we would uh, be here now yeah nothing but but bright. Bright lights in our future. Absolutely. And to everybody else listening, man, keep it safe. It's crazy out there. 2017. Keep your, uh, you know, keep your heart in it. Mm -hmm. and work hard because anything is possible. Absolutely, man. And to for me, to everyone else, man, I wish y'all a very Merry Christmas. And I don't know why it's so PC to say Merry Christmas, but I'm going to say it to you guys with the most positive intent. Merry Christmas. 
Happy New Year, and I hope 2017 brings you nothing short of blessings. Keep it gravy and wavy, ladies and gentlemen. We are out of here for the final time in 2016. Peace.